Good day, good night, good morning, and welcome to your Easter Sunday service. I know many of you have not been able to go out to your local church, you heathens. Most of you weren't going to go anyway, but Reels got you covered so that, therefore, you don't get in trouble with the man upstairs. So we got your service covered today. And before I go any further, let me introduce my ministresses of evil and shade and demonic forces. <laughs> we have Sister Andrine from Zoli Tennis Travel. How are you, girl? I'm good. Hello? I'm good, Brother Reels. <laughs> wow. Apparently, you're trying to act like if you, I'm not, I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> I that you, you can't go in. I was here, but you like invoked evil on a holy day. I was like, "What? No!" Well, Tony said he's already in trouble. But I'm just saying. Oh, we're gonna pray for you today, Tony. We are gonna pray for Brother Anthony. <laughs> how are you, Sister Andrine? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I went out yesterday. Okay. After, after ten days of being inside, I'm a little bit like okay. um, Jesus rolling away the stone. But, um, <laughs> Did you go in like a bubble and like a plastic bubble and was just like with a siren said, maintain 12 feet, maintain 12 feet. I was so bad. I We went to a park to just do a bit of walking because it's like, listen, I'm not getting any kind of exercise in because um, I'm just not that committed to doing those things on Zoom. And so we had mask on with the whole thing. And then I leaned over to my sister and I was like, that guy is really sneaky. He's running right by us, and then he's sneezing. We're down from him. <laughs> oh my god! I would have fight somebody. I know. Suddenly, I everything. Suddenly, everything was maniacal and, and like crazy and everything. But I was just like, but I, can I tell you, it's so surreal to be outside. Like I'm, I, unfortunately, I'm like unlike you and Janine. I think who've been going out. I really have been in full on lockdown mode. And so every mm -hmm. time I go outside, I'm like, oh, outside, how wonderful <laughs> this feels. <laughs> Fresh air. Outside. I know, right? Like, it feels actually really creepy. And then my sister leaned over to me and she's like, it's so creepy. The sun is shining so brightly. Everything looks so good. It's too bad we could die as a result. Exactly. <laughs> it's like Wait, it's like Christmas so morning, but it's death as your present. There's a possibility of death under the tree. I, I need to know if you were wearing a mask and were the people that you saw wearing masks. You know what? I will she's say, reporting from, reporting from California... Um, the people were wearing masks. I, I, everyone I saw was wearing a mask except for a couple of homeless people and these like two smarty pants looking folks that look like they were above masks, which by the way, that would have been me like maybe a month ago. Oh. <laughs> Rolling my eyes at people wearing masks in general. Now I have to change my cultural practice. Um, but yeah, it was like everyone, like, listen, people are taking it seriously now. They're wearing masks. 
Okay, good, good. Well, hello, Yvette, Sister Yvette, and Tony, brother Tony, you are here and welcome. Sister Deborah, I see your Easter hat on. I see your Easter hat on, Sister Deb. I noticed you. Yes, I love it. It's purple hats. I'm. I always. I know, Yvette. I know. As a Jamaican, yours is green, yellow, and black, and it's just massive. I know that's what it is. Why is Tony? Wait a minute. Why is Tony talking about he can't get a mask? This motherfucker works. Oh, I'm sorry. We're not swearing. It's Easter Sunday. (laughs) I mean, Jesus. Jesus, forgive me. But he works in the hospital. I've been telling him to steal. But we're not going to talk about that today because the devil, you know. God is not a forgiving God. See, see, when I said the mistress of evil and shade and and the forces of evil, y'all got mad and love. Before we even said anything, Andrean was like, Sister Andrean was, what the heck? See, we need a revival in this church. We need a revival. Oh, oh, I beg your pardon. Sister Deb says deacons can't wear hats. She got her white gloves on. Oh, I told you she had her white gloves on. Sister Dev, I am playing with you. Sister Dev, I am not playing with you, Sister Dev. Like the mm, usher guiding mm, people to their seats. I love the usher. Girl, let her pass the collection. You were late. late. I know, even even I know you are no church lady. I know you are no church lady. Even you got to tell me that. And all the way from Farron, Ohio, we got Sister Janina. What's going oh, on with you? Praise the Lord. <laughs> we let her in the country. Praise the Lord. <laughs> how are you, Miss? That's all you got to say? How, how are you? How are, I so know. let me tell you about my mask wearing experience yesterday. <laughs> I had to go to the grocery store to get stuff for this beautiful Easter dinner I prepared. And most people were not wearing masks, but I did see a family. Why the whole family was out, I do not know, but it was a mother and two daughters. They all had masks on and they saw some people that they knew who did not have a mask on, two women who did not. And they waved and they started to approach each other. Then they stopped and remembered that we're in times of social distancing. (laughs) And then they made a conscious effort and just looked at each other with that weird dog Help tilt of the head thing, you know, and and decided to go forward. And the woman had the mask on, pulled the mask away from her face, and went in for a hug. I said, "Oh Jesus, Lord, we're all gonna die." My experience has been that I would see white people with mask on, but they won't wear it. They would be like below their nose. On the ears, you know, but as soon as they see me, they pull it up. I was like, okay. What are you, the police? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm wearing a mask too. But I'm just like, well, thank you. <laughs> because yeah. I'm silently saying under my breath, why the, f- why the f- is oh. this runner coming so close to me? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, get away from me. But I have been walking everywhere, which is such an unusual thing in New York City. I feel like I'm back in the Caribbean. <laughs> because generally everywhere but i've not been on public transport at all but that's a privilege i can afford to walk i mean work isn't you know like across the river or something like that so but i've you know so far so good i guess oh yvette sister yvette is wearing her mask hoodie i don't i don't know why you're wearing a hoodie i think you live in florida (laughs) but also her gloves (laughs) you know hey um 
Yes, tell the unmasked people to back up. Say back up. You cannot come at it me is with true. that. It is true. You, you do see that people are like getting, I guess, like when you go to the supermarket, at least for me, people are like, um, you're too close. You're too close. <laughs> like, I'm actually back away. wondering about certain social activities and adding masks into them. You know, like, for example, this church service that we're having. Can you imagine like a church service? Like how fan? Because I... Because one of the things my sister and I are saying is like, eventually masks is just going to become a part of what we're going to have to do. And so now we're going to have to make them really fancy, coordinate them with our outfits. Like glasses. <laughs> this is happening in my office. I want you to know that exact thing is happening in my office. This sweet girl, Diana, sewed all these cute masks and they're super cute. They're super cute. And everybody's like, oh, this one matches my outfit the best. I'll take this one. You know, and, and she's totally capitalizing on it because that's what Americans do. She brought in like she brought in like 15 masks with a printed out piece of paper saying, you know, these are cloth. They will not protect you 100 percent but they will protect you better than nothing please feel free to take one if you like another let me know it will be five dollars the first is free the first is, free. is here the first that is, is how free. the drug dealers hook you in let me give the you a little taste mm -hmm. well mm -hmm. i mean i i call myself supporting the chicago mask making group I, I ordered these masks, like, I think maybe two weeks ago. The next thing, the Chicago people sent me an email. Um, the mail service is now becoming a problem. <laughs> so I don't know when these masks are going to get here. Mm. So luckily, I went into my toolkit. And I think my sister and I bought masks, like, a long time ago, like, at the $1.99 store or at the $0.99 cent store for $0.99. Cents. And so these are just like these like very light, <laughs> no frills masks that we ended up using. So nothing fancy. I although I have seen some cool African print masks on Facebook. I might my it. thing is I just keep sweating under the mask and I just feel like, oh my God, I'm just like whatever drums my body is trying to get rid of anyway, it's just all just pulling out my the, face. Just pick up one of the church fans real. <laughs> But away. I'm afraid to like wipe my nose or anything because I have to go in and touch well, the mask. And I was like, oh my God. Let me be the one to tell you that should your mask become soiled, it's time to change it. So. <laughs> yeah, basically. Well, I mean, like, I feel it soiled as soon as I step out of the house. Like, as soon as it's I walk, heavy the block, it's it's like, a heavy I'm, right? Because because they say that no, it's not even that. They say that you have to cover like your nose bridge. It's basically supposed to be under your eyes and cover your chin. Yeah. So like your. You're, you're you're almost like a ninja basically walking outside. Yes, you are. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, it gets hot under have... there. Listen, it try wearing it. it. Try wearing it for eight hours a day. <laughs> oh, I know. I feel oh, like that I'm... is true. On I mean... Friday, I was like, "Fuck this shit, y'all! <laughs> stay away from me. I can't breathe. I gotta take it off. Just go get away." <laughs> oh, I'm over at church. I forgot. Yeah, this is gonna be hard. This is gonna be real hard. <laughs> and people who um and like I see a lot of people like they're wearing like bandanas and whatever, which you cannot get anymore, right? Bandanas you can't. I'm and I'm also afraid to wear bandanas because I'm like bandanas you had. I was like, <laughs> well, I owned mine. That's just the I just I mean like I'm a black man in New York City. Like well, why would know, I have this in any capacity? Listen, if anybody needs a mask, please go to www.realstennisfans.com. Donate five dollars. I've got you. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> what are you talking about? There's no such website. Like, <laughs> why are 
listen, don't reels. No one needs to know that right now. Oh my god. <laughs> Are you trying to be Miss Clef Rodala? Are you trying to be Miss Clef Rodala? We're having we have a mega church. Listen, listen, the praise and worship session is over. It is time for us to move on. Yes, yes. We yes. are going yes. to have a nice piece of scripture that will be read to us Ooh. by Brother Reels. But first, please let us enjoy a little music. Please bow your heads, bow your heads, close your eyes, put your hands up to the air and praise the Lord. Thank you for bringing us here today for this Reels Easter service. Thank you so much, Jesus. God bless Brother Tony. Get him a mask. <laughs> Please get him a mask. We're so happy that Maya could be here with us live today. She missed it. The Lord was calling to her and brought her to us. Thank you, Lord. Please raise us and up. And she's away from the hummingbirds. <laughs> and she's with us. Thank you, Sister Maya, for spending a lovely evening with us. Okay. Listen, right. children, 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 do we have to send you to the back of the church? This is for fair use only, not for commercial purposes. <laughs> so they, sent, they sent me that email. They sent me that email immediately. immediately. <laughs> now the word is taken from today's so word oh sorry i was feeling it i'm good i can't believe you're feeling this it sounds like irish music by the way go ahead oh sorry i'm not the greatest of singing i'm not even worried about the irish music it's the thing <laughs> that i have a problem with please brother real everyone please pay attention as to brother reels yes. delivers us this piece of scripture. The word is taken from Wada's anti-doping policy, Article 2. And what is strict liability? <laughs> the principle of strict liability is applied in situations where urine blood samples collected from an athlete have produced adverse analytical results. Amen. It means that each athlete is strictly liable for the substances found in his or her bodily specimen. Yes, Jesus. And that Jesus. an anti-doping rule violation occurs whenever a prohibited substance or its metabolites or markers is found in bodily specimen. Whether or not the athlete intentionally or unintentionally used the prohibited substance or was negligent or otherwise at fault. Here ends the word. Thank you so much, Brother Reels. Thank you. That was beautiful. Tennis, tennis, our tennis church. I hope you were listening to that. Do not let the devil come and get you to put those nasty, ugly things in your body. We need a clean church. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do. I like that. The You know, I have to say the scripture says we don't even care about your intentions. Nope, we don't. We don't. Because God knows. God knows that whatever you say, it's the opposite. You would even say it's unintentional. 
Yes, as, as Brother Tony said, please don't forget to click the link. Thank you for that, Brother Tony. Thank exactly. you. Listen, in these dangerous times, they have to wade through a lot of in, in, inbox junk mail. And we can send you this by email, by the way, all those who are listening out in the internet land. We can send you this by email. Oh, Just right. make sure you read your emails. Just saying. Yes, but don't forget to donate. Don't forget to donate. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Anyway, oh, I mean, I don't know where you're getting this donation, okay? But okay, I'm just gonna put there because I know the FBI got the time. I know the FBI <laughs> will get the time. I mean, I just <laughs> so feel like it. Church I around for all you protests. No, first and foremost, it is clear you don't go to enough church. There's only one call at some point, in time, <laughs> and it's not yet. After you, after you've gotten the sermon, then your uh. church feels ready. No, 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 no. I think at the internet church, they're always <laughs> clicking, they're always flashing the donation link. There, oh, that's right. right. So oh, that's yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Always. Is that for real? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. That's crazy. Click to subscribe. So, it's only 99 so cents. Church members, those who are present and those who are, you know, hiding in the back road, don't, there's, there will be an opportunity if you'd like to come on and say something. Have a word of testimony, or you can always put it in the description box below the comment box, and we will be happily read it on read it for you. But we would Please. love to hear you on this holy day. We would love to have you come on the podcast. Make sure you got yourself set up. Yes. So be ready for that. And now it's time to move on for our sermon of the day. And Today. Ooh. Yes, Brother Reels. No, I was waiting for Sister Janina to say the word, but I'm paying attention. Oh, I'm I'm glad you are paying attention, Sister Andrina. Are you also paying attention? I, I need we need I'm full attention here. I've got, got my notebook. I've got my notebook ready. Yes, okay. please take notes. Today's word that I wanted to talk to you about has an uh, overarching theme about the uniting of the tennis church. <laughs> we are in some very difficult times right now. So we wanted to sit down, very um, difficult, very divided. And, and we need, we need a strong message of unity today, the day that Christ has risen. So today we want to resurrect the tennis world into one body, one mind, one soul. Okay. Are we, are we all together? Can I get an Amen. Amen. Are we talking? Are we speaking strictly for the men? You <laughs> just said one mind, one body. The tennis. What's the default, Mister? <laughs> I mean, because in some, Let her in her some churches, first. let her deliver. Okay, her okay. <laughs> all right, all right. So I, I wanted I'm to sorry, draw. I, I know. I, I wanted to draw from the wisdom of our new Italian leader of the tennis world, Andrea Godazzini. I don't know what his name is. Godazzini. Godazzini. You know, he, he had some thoughtful things to say about what's happening in the world right now, about 
everything just shutting down and what we need to do to get back and what we need to do to make it better. And he says, you know, our immediate strategy has to be to protect the public health and safety. Listen, we have to protect the congregation. We have to watch out for the little people, you know, the lower ranked players, the 250s of the world, the 500s. No, we don't need to try to protect Roger Federer. We just need to be grateful that he is still here with us. Amen. 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 We don't need to protect Rafa. We will always be there to pick his butt. The camera will always be on him. We have to watch the little people and we need to take care of them in these time of needs. You know, he said his tenure began with such tragedy. We had the Australian bushfires. We have the coronavirus outbreak. This poor man is bracing, he says, for World War III. We don't want that. We have to come together as a collective community and tell the devil to get away. We are going to join hands and pray as one. We are going to ask for forgiveness by WADA. Let all the people come back <laughs> and come back strong. We won't ask what you did on the break. Just come back strong and healthy so that we can make all the money. <laughs> we have to make all the money and unite under one church and praise the one true true tennis god do you know who that tennis god is cash cash <laughs> fill in the seats it's all about he said he tells us he tells us this is an opportunity we can't let this get us down this is an opportunity to come back bigger and better and stronger he tells us that you know we have Billions of fans in the world, but we're only taking a little tiny piece of that market. You know what's going to come good of this? We might get one uniting place to watch tennis, guys. <laughs> this is a miracle in itself. This is a miracle. Nobody could do this other than Jesus. Nobody. He is considering mm -hmm. getting rid of all of these different little platforms and getting us one tennis watching platform. Amen. I, I will believe it when I see it. That will be the work of America. I know. Listen, this is why we have to pray. We have to pray on this hard tennis. And I pray you be generous. I can borrow one of your passwords. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we have to see the big picture, okay? We have to see the big picture. We have to let this be a collaborative effort and spirit so that we can get this done. Take strength from what your doctors and nurses are doing right now, okay? So that we can become one. Mm. We have to cater to the masses of our fans and spread that good word that mm. we want one, one uniting stream platform. That's it, one. We don't need Tennis Channel, ESPN Now, Tennis TV, WTA TV. We need one church. ESPN Jesus, Jesus says, come together. <laughs> Rejoice as one. Let us be that tennis. Let us be that. And where two or more tennis players are gathered, we should all be able to see it, no matter where and where you are. No matter where. Amen. No matter where. Amen. 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 We're going to try really hard. Ooh, that was a word. Ooh, we're going to try really, really hard. You know, 
we're worried about what the end of the year is going to look like. And it's scary because we don't like the unknown and the devil is trying to get at us, but that's okay. We have to think about what it's going to look like in the future. Let's look to the future. Okay. What do you tell us about the biggest one of all, the biggest devil of all, the United States? What does he say? What's he say? Well, really, he says that everything hinges on the United States, which is really kind of scary right now, because if something happens mm -hmm. and the U.S. Open gets canceled, it's really going to just put everything that they're trying to plan into such bigger turmoil. So we have to pray really, really hard that the U.S. Open happens. I mean, we know that the house of the U.S. Open right now is a place of body holding for the sick. So we have to pray for these people that they get well and get out so we can play sports. <laughs> he sounds okay. like he sounds like one of those new creatures. He sounds like one of those new yes, he does. creatures. No fire and brimstone here. All, all positively in light. I like this preacher. Thank mm. you. Thank you for that sermon. Thank you for that sermon, Sister Janina. Oh, you're welcome. Mm. Praise the Lord. Listen, tell your neighbor, tell your neighbor that you love them, that you want to watch tennis with them on the same platform. Take care of the little people and unite. One church, one love, one tennis. It's already united. I have a question. It's united, right? I have a question. I have a question. It is this word from first book of um, delusionality? Because <laughs> yes, it is. And I want to remind you, listen, do not be selfish. You are your brother's keeper. Take care of them. <laughs> I like, I mean, could I have a testimony? Um, I found a couple parts of the sermon really compelling. The first thing I thought was really interesting is that um, they were going to, they, they refuse to give up the clay season. They have refused, they refuse to give up the clay season, even if we don't play until the end of summer. <laughs> well, it's, it's important that we cater to the rich because that's where we get our money from. I mean, if we're being honest, so we have to make sure that, you know, the biggest money makers are there because that part of our season is so big. So, you know, we just, we have to pray that that happens no matter where it falls in the year. We need to make sure that Rafa gets his 10,000th French Open title. We need to make sure that happens. It is, it is in the best interest of the church. But is this because the European um, clay season favor Europeans because it's there, it's in their time zone, and US Open doesn't really spark that much interest for them? No, no we don't. No. They, they we want, don't care about that. No, I think, you know, one of the things that, so of course, um, Janina is referencing, Sister Janina is referencing the interview that came out of um, Ubi Tennis. Um, because you'll probably be getting in all your tennis news from Ubi Tennis from now on because they've got the Italian <laughs> connection. And it was a nice, long, translated interview um, with the new ATP chairperson. Um, and so I think, you know, it seems to me, though, that the, the U.S. Open is essential in people's mind. Like, if the U.S. Open happens, that means you have the fall. If it does not happen, you do not have the fall. Correct. And that is, I mean, that is, and, and I, I mean, <laughs> it is scary to think about that because maybe 
there was a point in time when you think that we had leadership that could make that happen in the United States. But I would probably have bet on another country for that right now. Well, but he's is, speaking about money, though. He, they seem hell bent on his approach. Is that they seem hell bent on having a season. Twenty twenty yeah. is not canceled yeah. in his mind. It well, is not canceled, is, but it's okay. It open. He's keeping it open as an option. The goal. The goal is for us to have three Grand Slams. Wimbledon is done, dusted, not going to happen. No matter what, Wimbledon yeah. isn't happening. Right. So we're going to try to have... Check. So they're cool. They're, right. they're, they're cute. Three slams and seven masters. So pray to the seven. The old <laughs> gods and the new that this will happen. Because according to Brother Andrea, that is what is, will save this season. Masters series and Grand Slams, and we'll try to financially supplement the 250 Thank you, and Challenger Debbie. tournaments. What a depth! Thank What's you, Sister Debbie. Sister Debbie says, "I heard one of the doctors say it makes no sense to plan a conference for the fall. So how will there be tennis? There I will am, be tennis. I am, there will not be tennis, but we have to <laughs> pretend like there will be tennis. Uh, but I mean, oh Jesus! But I, I guess you have to say something, well, right? Deb also says that you know Wimbledon has cashed their check. That is literal. They they did have an insurance policy for cancels cancels uh, for if the tournament got canceled. Did y'all see that? Yeah. So yeah, they they got like a, a hundred and forty yep. something million dollars. Yeah. So they're getting paid, you like know, on some level. Thirty-five million dollar policy. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it made sense. But they I thought all playing into it. No, not all of them did. Wimbledon was the one that had the most foresight to just continue to pay into it. Because, you know, it's kind of like when you have your own insurance. Because of rain. You're like, nothing's happening because here. Because of rain. No, that was, there was pandemic insurance. This is what's interesting about it. Yes, it probably was the, the rain that led them to that because they're the ones that have experienced, you know, maybe some. Oh, and an insurance company wouldn't have said it wouldn't have given them a policy based on rain because of the, um, the actualities would show that rain is a likely possibility and they would have to pay out for that quite yeah. quicker. Right. The possibility of them paying out for weather is easier than paying out for like pandemic. Look at Wimbledon. Ooh. Well, and they slipped the pandemic Ooh. piece in there. I mean, they're aware, but you know, it's as we've seen from the last pastor that we had, um, Deacon Obama, um, he predicted that we would potentially face um, a global pandemic and that we should shore up our teams. We haven't done that. So Wimbledon takes the, you know what? Wimbledon takes the prize. It's the best slam, prettiest slam, loveliest slam. And now look at them secure in the fact that they didn't have a slam and they don't have to jockey with the schedule anymore. French, the, well, French, I think- the French and the U.S. Open are still wondering about their schedule. See, the French, if the French was in a better position, right, they too could go through the summer unworried. Because they would they would have known that they were canceled, but now they get to elongate the pain and suffering all the way to September. <laughs> right, but I'm just simply saying Wimbledon. I guess Wimbledon knew they had to have pandemic insurance because of all the slams. That's the likelihood of there if there were a pan, if there if there is a pandemic, oh, if they decide to go ahead, it would have been spread in there like more than any no, place else. It was, it, People yeah. queuing up for days. No, it's well, like a, no, it's like Yvette said. They learned the lesson from the H, the um, the bird flu. No, HS. Yeah, yeah. The old bird. Yeah. 
Well, actually, speaking of, do you think so? Then let you know what if, what do we think about who else would have insurance? Don't we think the tournaments in Asia would have insurance, knowing all that's possible? I think the likelihood of us having um, tournaments in Asia is stronger. Probably because if we have learned nothing, we have learned that the United States is not prepared. So they don't have any insurance. Um, yeah. So there, there will be no tennis in America at all. Anyway, probably baseball is trying something. And I don't know what they, how they imagine that could even happen when people are literally spitting everywhere that's part of the sport. <laughs> but I don't know. How gonna, <laughs> I don't know how they're going to imagine. And you're literally spitting on the ball and touching it and like, I don't know how they imagine that's going to happen, but you know, white men would see a mountain and figure we can make something happen. They don't care who they bulldoze to get through that. So they're going to try something. It will fail, but they're going to keep on trying. This is, I mean, reading this man's statement, I mean, his interview, I am just like, this is complete madness. This interview would have made sense to me beyond the let's get together whatever the case may be though i do detect when he's saying let's get together he's speaking strict strictly and the men fraction whatever fraction is going on in the atp itself not necessarily with wta but i'm like sir we haven't been able to fix no one has been able to fix this problem but you seem to pretend this is right he doesn't seem to see this as a pandemic this is just merely a problem that's going on right now he doesn't he doesn't seem to be talking with the gravity or the scale of this issue. And somehow I'm like, I think what are you was. talking about? I don't understand why you think he you was. Think so? I think that, I mean, I think this is the only way you're going to move. I think you have a pandemic that is a moment for you to actually recalibrate. I think in the very beginning, he establishes that there's no urgency. Less. He would like to recover the season, but there's no urgency in recovering the season if you don't come back different like he's like this is a time for self-reflection this is a time you you've never had a chance to plan the players themselves talk about it they never have it's off time tennis for the first time has off time they should spend That's that what time making plans happen. right they should spend this time figuring out as 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 sister janina said in her sermon getting that singular platform available for tennis players for tennis fans so we can just figure it out why do I need to find 10 places? And why am I paying for 10 different things? No, it's got to be a single spot, a shining light, a beacon. This is where we find it. I mean, I think he makes a good point about like, be constructive in this period. Your nurses and your doctors are the ones that are doing real labor. And that should give you some perspective about the fact that this insight right. is ridiculous, right? Like, I mean, and he, yeah, I mean, listen, this is, listen, the, the corporate sponsorship... Sister Deb has already brought it up. Corporate sponsorship of tennis, because that's the other point he makes, is like people who want to recover tennis but have it only happen in certain regions and then also only have it happen without fans. He's like, what sponsor is going to pay for that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. I hope you noticed, though, in the speech that he said there was there were going to have to be sacrifices. Y'all saw that? Yes. I mean, part of the sacrificial right. land. What I was confused about. Go ahead. I think part of that sacrifice is going to be sacrificing some players. What do you mean? They may be left on the altar. You know, the ones that don't qualify for the big tournaments. Well, because clearly, he, he talked about that, right? He yes. talked about that it can't be too. But he said he can't be a, a second class four. <clears throat> and nor should it be. It can't be a what? Sorry. 
a second class tour. He can't. He said they can't be that distinction. So I mean, I think there's a. It's because I, I mean I'm curious. Like if we're if we're like imagining, like if you could imagine returning a better tour, people are always saying unify, unify, unify. What does that look like though? If you want to come back bigger and stronger and better. What does that look like? So given given the given the enormity of tennis around the world, right? And and there is a reoccurrent theme that he comes back to time and time and time again throughout this interview, and that is the fans and yep. the accessibility of tennis. So coming back stronger to me would actually look like tennis being cheaper to attend. Because if you can open it up. More and more, we're seeing tournaments um, try to give themselves upgrades, but in the end, it prices the average fan right out of being able to get in the seat. So we need to think about ways we can get more people to live tennis because we know that the TV and streaming audience is huge. We know that there are lots of fans out there, but they can't get to the actual event because it's such an elite space to occupy. So they really should use this time to focus on getting the average fan to the tournament and giving them the best possible experience. You know, every other sport does this, every single one. If you are rich and you can afford it, you can sit on the 50-yard line at a football game. You can sit courtside to a basketball game. But you know what? In that same exact space, you can buy a ticket for $20 and get almost the same experience. That's not an option in tennis. It's not. So they need to figure out a way to make the experience whole for every single person attending. Stop taking people and making them feel like they don't belong. Yeah, I thought that's a good point because I think there was this idea in it that he... I don't know if you saw that he talked about that um, all the different tournaments are part of a single story of tennis, which that like, that just sounds like a very, I don't know if it's a researched term or anything, but it like, it's like, there's doesn't need to be competition across the tournaments. Mm -hmm. That was definitely the theme oh, like that was emerging. And Wells and, and, and Miami. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why are you battling? It was interesting for him to talk about, that um and that we can't make these preferences about who's a better fan like if you show up for slams then great show up for slams <laughs> like, mm -hmm. if you show up for um if you show up for 250 i mean i think when i say that i think he meant there are going to be sacrifices i think this is going to be a moment where certain tournaments are going to have to be shuttered the ones that have not been generating revenue they're going to have to have some serious come to Jesus moments. Well, they should, I mean, but they shouldn't do that at the expense of accessibility to no, the people that want to because, see it. That's what I worry but, about. But I mean, right, because the less this is, tournaments you have, the more money you, the more money you might potentially have in the pools spread around. Well, you know what might but be a good idea. You also have less opportunity. Real Sorry, beautiful. Janina, go ahead. No, go ahead, Janina. So what if, what if you know, 
every tournament essentially looked the same. And that was the uniting force, right? I mean, of course, there's always going to be certain little nuances in every place. But we we know that players like to go certain places more than they like to go others because of the way that they were treated. What if we had a standard of care, basically, you know, across all tournaments? You know that when you go to a tournament, you know, this is the kind of food you're going to have. This is the kind of service, so to speak, that you're going to get so that it is the same across the board so that maybe each tournament has the same opportunity to attract big names. We know that, you know, ultimately a lot of that decision-making on the player part is the ranking system. I don't think that is going to change um, it doesn't need to change, but we hear all the time about how attractive a tournament is from the player's perspective. So if every tournament can offer something good, you know, great, treat them, I don't know, treat them however you want to treat them. But if it was standard, that might um, help spread the love. Yeah, like a baseline. Reels, go ahead. I mean, yeah, I mean, I am, um, I feel like we are, we're talking a fantasy here, if, if I might say this. I mean, I get exactly what he's saying, but I think the way the nature in which tennis works, that it's going to be nearly impossible. And the sacrifices he's talking about, it's not just tournaments. It's going to be players. There are players who cannot pick up. A, there but, won't I be mean, players who will pick up. Listen, do you think this is not going to eliminate a bunch of players who, for whom right. this, this the loss of this year will make tennis not viable for them? Right. Right. It, it, definitely. But he's also imagining that when we come back, if we can come back, right, we're somehow going to come back in a somewhat like the world as it was before. No, we, no, that's somehow, not what he's saying at all. He's saying it has no, to be a totally different wait. world. No, no, no. He's saying the sport has to be different. Yeah. But sure. I'm talking about the world outside of the sport. Mm-hmm. Because, and, and another problem with his, which is not a problem, I was an issue, is that one thing you haven't heard in this time period is that, as they point out, is that Nole hasn't talked about refining his system, is that players have been relatively quiet about this whole issue. Now that they have, like, unlimited time to do nothing but study about their career, um, they we haven't heard anything from any of the, the, the usual voices of who usually say anything. Well, Organizing forces. What, that, that not, why would we hear about them on Twitter, though? They've already learned the lesson of that. Well, in right. further okay, they like, don't like have any... That might be an issue. What do they have to say though? The 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 players that you're saying we want to hear from, I'm not going to say they're not doing anything. There's probably something going on that we don't know about, but ultimately this is an extended vacation for them. They don't need to worry about money or whatever. It's the if if you look, and I'm mean, I'm not saying that you haven't, I, I know that you have been, but it's the lower ranked players who are crying out. They're the that's ones that's what I'm talking about though. Oh, that's but they're part of the tour. Yeah, yeah. They're the ones saying, you know, what are you going to do to help us? What are you going to do to supplement us? We need, you know, they need some kind of unemployment insurance like 90% of the world does. Well, well, that's what I mean in terms of like, I mean, I'm trying to imagine because just the mere logistics of having a tennis tournament anyway. I mean, he's, he's, he's imagining, yes, that the world, that tennis it's right that he is true that you know we should change tennis it, it needs to be changed etc but i'm just on the show as to how 
all of that will happen unless we can imagine the world in which this tennis exists within, which is currently the problem because we don't know what the world is going to look like and the logistics of how we're going to go about the world when we, when what is causing this problem, we haven't have anywhere close to anything to a solution to this problem. Uh, any of the solutions that we can have um, isn't being enforced. So tennis is going to be, it's perfect. This would work well if we went back to the way we were before, which is not a guarantee, if you get what I'm saying. That but I think having a unified you, platform. Well, I think, listen, I think, I think in the reality of this is, and this is the sad thing, right? Is you are going to imagine, the idea is that you should have all glo all countries participate. But that's not that's never really been the case with tennis, right? There are some countries that are more participatory than others. Um, they have federations that support them. Um, um, their players don't have to struggle for funding. I think it's sad, and I think this is going to be the tricky thing, is that like what's happening in, quote, unquote, the real world, you're going to have a ton of federations that I think are going to really struggle to remain viable as tennis federations. And the assumption that America is going to automatically even be one of them is something to really explore because just the nature of how we're handling this means that we might not be able to even launch a tournament because we, we're, we're not going to have all this. Janina just talked about a certain standard, a certain baseline. Right. Can you imagine what that baseline is going to do, is going to be when um, you have other countries who are doing contract tracing, who are testing every single person. I mean, all of those pieces have to be in place as you're talking about reels. Like if you think about the successful model of fighting this disease, right? Europe and America are not the successful models right now. No, not even close. Right, so that's, that's what I'm saying that, so he is, so that's my problem with the whole, um, I, I mean, like, I mean, what he's saying is is very interesting, and it, it is true. Like, I was surprised. You're right. I, I mean, I don't expect players to necessarily be on Twitter having this conversation, but I would hope that players are having internal conversation because this is a much needed break that they needed. Right? They can repair their bodies, but the other issue is that they can't train. Right? That training is next nope. to impossible. Being able oh, to train I, is a privilege. I think right? I've read. I think I've read there are a few tennis players who are training. Who have been given like access to clubs as long as the well, club that might be is, some kind of violation. i it probably because... is, which is why I'm not gonna name names, but I think I've read that online that there are some places where they're allowing their top players to to train as long as I guess they maintain because... the apart. <laughs> right. I mean and, and also down I... after you've left. Because I'm 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 thinking about other sports that like particularly the Olympic sports that were on schedule to happen this year, them trying to have to train for another year. Most of them are trying to basically go home or like access to a private pool, like literally their own pool or something like that. But um tennis players are not like me who work out at home, right? They need space and open space and you know, they require bodies to be present, right? You can't play tennis on your own. So so that's why I'm, I, I am a little, I mean, I don't know, because, I mean, I guess for me, maybe I can't get out of my own head, like, I don't know how y'all are planning for something like this, when we're not even planning to even live, like, you know what I mean? We're not even planning, well, I mean, planning this, recreation, yeah. 
when me, when, when the world in which you, you live saying, in. But you're saying we. You're saying we. We have to be careful of the royal we. There are plenty of countries who are planning to live because they have plenty of experience with dealing with this, with pandemics of sorts. Right. But um, but even, but it's tennis. But I'm just simply saying when, okay, so let's say Asia. Let's say we take Asia model and say that's the place that's dealing with this. Like Japan, um, Hong Kong. Now, the nature of tennis is that will Hong Kong and Japan let players who come from America come into their country? I mean, that's the question. I mean, this is this is the, right. this is this is the question about like because I mean I thought about it too when I when I was looking I was really heartened by his thing but I was looking also just his statement but I was looking at other like other sports you know I, I hear baseball is trying to think about how they're going to do this basketball players blah 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 and I thought to myself guess what y'all the only way we're going to make a movement on this is if you all can figure out how to make sure that people live. So the money that you have saved, you probably need to help invest in whatever you can offer as, as the private sector to help the country get to where it needs to be. Like, I think one yeah. of the things, I think your point, your, to your point, I think one of the things that's become really clear to me is that sports bodies think that they're operating in parallel to the virus and to how countries are going to handle it, right? But that can't be. Because that's especially not for tennis. Yeah, they're in a bubble. And and are in some kind of bubble where what they're doing, they just need to concern about their yard. Yeah. Like, like (laughs) you live in a community, though. You understand (laughs) what I'm saying? And part of what drives tennis, I mean, it is okay for a tournament or two, right? Because I've seen it in some boats, right? Where you have no fans, right? And they're experimented by in one case they eventually relented and let people in but people had to stay like in a certain area right and socially distanced or whatever that is right and let's not forget that that is an arbitrary six foot right we don't know if that's my change in the future right like, good. Yep. because we haven't done enough testing so I, I i don't know we're gonna have tennis where like how is the financial incentive going to work how is money going to and again the nature of tennis is the logistic of like one person, a team moving from all over the world, coming through airports, various airports. Not even that, not even just the players and their teams. You know, you have to think about what it takes to actually put on the tournament. You know, he says um, in that interview that any one tournament can produce the need for just to get the tournament going two to 3000 people. And a lot of those people travel as well. They're not all volunteers from the local place that uh, is holding the tournament. Right. Yeah, because the ATP so, travels with a team. Right. So you know, there's there's just there's so, so much, and, and because everything isn't hitting every place at the same time, it's going to be a really long time before a global sport can be global again it's going to be way longer Uh, well no not 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 really any sport i don't think because when you have when you have sports okay so the nfl is central to america they're not traveling from continent to continent 
the baseball teams will be here. The NBA will be here. Those sports are going to be able to get up and running if things are under control in America, whereas tennis has to wait for the entire world to get back to normal. Or say goodbye, which is Correct. the part that I think people need to realistically take a look at. Although in this one moment, quote unquote, the most powerful country in the world, luckily is hamstrung. So that means that um, they would be on the chopping block. And so most likely that's not going to, that's, the sacrifice won't happen, but I right. Think I think we, part of the sacrifice. Is, yeah. Oh, go ahead, Andrew. No, no, you're, no. You're to your point. Go for it. Part of the sacrifice. I was about to say part of the sacrifice for major sporting organization that they might have to leave America behind. International sporting organization. I know. I know. America might have to be left behind because here is another thing that you have to consider: that you have to operate, you have to adopt an international standard and then behavior that protocol that all players must subscribe to because they can put other players at risk, right? Because they're in a small space. No one, we cannot logistically clean down the locker room every time they come, yeah. the player come in. Uh, like, because we'd have to make like a whole brand new infrastructure, right? Separate zones for you to walk into where only you are isolated. Like, logistic, like, honestly, I mean, and this is the crazy thing in whatever that, um, I'd, I'd hate to quote a British Prime Minister, but Gordon Brown, I guess, he's putting legitimacy to something I think people in the already have been saying is that in order for this problem to anything to happen, there needs to be a global solution. Like I know. Everybody a global needs to global solution. Yeah. Like you cannot, it, it cannot yeah. be fixed in part of the place. Because here's the re reality of the situation that it really hasn't been fixed anywhere yet. Nope. Things look presumably better, but there are holes in their stories, nonetheless. Like America can try to put off the put on the NFL because they have supposedly um, what did they call it? Like you know, bent the curve or beat the curve or they whatever flattened the curve. We haven't done it. People are not being tested, <laughs> and this this shit could be every and anywhere. And and what we are noticing is that if we look at the Italian model, is that this disease was in Italy. Before they before they even realized, and that so this idea, you know, like this didn't start in Wuhan in December, you know, like they can't they're able to say since October. So we might be waking up to a reality where okay, New York is dealing with their issues now, and it's only because New York is testing people. But this situation is likely to repeat itself across all 50 states going across, right? Uh, meeting in the middle. I think Washington and California have been attempting to deal with this situation much more aggressively. And then you have internal and you have internal political strategies, right? Like, oh, we're gonna follow the president because you know, and which is some foolhardy bullshit. So am I likely to let let's say tennis is going on or tries to go on? When someone like a John is now who's following some bullshit policy, he can't come. <laughs> Can well, I come I mean, to the listen, tournament? Listen, you know, forget forget about John Isner in policy. Money, money controls what people do. So regardless, <coughs> but the thing is, I think the the wake up call for the wake up call, even just for my own personal work, is that the Canadians cancel their tournament. That's right. in August. That's in August. August. 
right? Hey, still alive, Pablo. Welcome. We're talking because so hello, brother Pablo. Hello, brother Pablo. We we've 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 gone seriously down the church. We we took we took Janina's sermon about um <laughs> and we went with it. So the thing though, I mean the thing about it, the thing to your point, Reels, is that I think that this is not I think it the wake up Paul hasn't come to the hasn't come to the, the, the world. world yet. The sports world still likes to think that it's in a bubble, but it really isn't in a bubble. Um, and so, and that we we could still save the summer. Well, I think part like. of it is that they, <laughs> because they're used to conducting themselves without having to think about who's missing, right? Because mm-hmm. there are other countries who don't have stable right. federations, and they've just been able to. We've just ignored them and like, sorry, boo, sorry. <laughs> Sorry, and they can bypass certain international rules and regulation. They can do that generally. Well, or like because you know, athletes typically, or you can ignore a poor country who didn't have who didn't have the resources to send their player. But now, if you think about the centerpieces of some of the tournaments, right? You've got Italy, you've got France, you've got um, the U.S., you've got Asia, um, and Australia. They still have some time. They got like, but even Australia is trying to come up with a plan, right? So it's like you've got all of these countries that have been the hub of this global sport, which we've called global, but we really haven't had players from, say, Africa in some ways. You know what I mean? We haven't even thought about those countries who couldn't fully participate. And now we're in the we're in a situation where no country can really participate. So it's like, it, to me, it's like you've got to recognize. That's why I'm like, I don't understand why everyone isn't all hands on deck. Like I've been having that Love. in my DMs. Like, why doesn't the NFL <laughs> recognize that you're not going to be able to do this until the cities are safe? Like, you're not like they because can, because have the thing you are not looking for a bomb. <laughs> everyone is a potential bomb. Like everyone, <laughs> and they, I, I don't think they seem to understand that concept. No. That you can't be cleared for a tournament unless everybody is cleared for a tournament. Well, it means like we, it means we, our most vulnerable. Even the people you don't even care to. See. I know. <laughs> because here's the problem: the people, the janitors, the persons in the bathroom, the person who's serving the players' food, yep. like those lowest, people. Lowest is the person you have to think about, which you never had to think about before. And here's the other thing to do. Part of the situation is the U.S. Open might not be able to go on because most of the people who know how it usually works might already be dead, and that's crazy to say. I know, but it's true. Yeah, I think because that's why. Is, that's why the idea of looking at the sport, yeah, this is why the idea of like abstracting the sport out from what the reality of the moment has has been jarring. The situation is crazy. I'm like, what is? Yeah, I'm like, okay, this might sound cute if this were last year, July. I know it's true. If you, you could the off season, right? Yeah, and the last year July, you could have been like in the off season. Let's put our heads <laughs> together, right? Like when things are like because I mean, generally tennis is relatively slow in mm-hmm. after the U.S. Open, right? Because the Asian tournaments seem to take care of themselves. They don't even care if anybody show up, right? They're just like <laughs> we're just gonna be, we're gonna be we're gonna be importing and one of the things I don't even mean players to necessarily organize about the labor issue, which they seem not able to care one to do. But they're not even talking about how they imagine their own personal safety is going to be because they yeah. can't even meet fans at all. You 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 can't throw a ball to a player. You can't throw a ball to a fan. Nothing. Like yeah, I mean, at I think this point, in a weird way, it's been shocking to me to see how. 
and this is kind of weird. Like I'm like, I'm looking and I'm like, it's shocking to me that you are allowing lax government to kind of drive this because if you're, if you care about your industry and if you care about generating revenue and getting back quote unquote to business, it is in your best interest to figure out how to move your city, state, country forward to solve the crisis, not to try to figure out your sport in the moment in isolation, but to um, actually say, what resources do we have as a company to actually help to find a cure, help to get testing? You know what I mean? Because if you think, I mean, like I was, you know, like I've been reading a little yeah, bit about because- how Taiwan's been doing it, right? So the question for me is, because, you know, Taiwan hasn't shut down restaurants unless they found a person who has gotten it in the restaurant, then everybody gets like an alert and that restaurant's closed. They've been able to sort of tentatively continue their lives, which is the aim that we're hoping for. But in order for that to happen, you have to be able to track and trace all the infected. And then you also have to go in and, and, and completely clean whatever it is. Like, so you have to clean up just like you were talking about. And so the level of surveillance that is required, I think they're envisioning that they could do that kind of surveillance for just the 2000 or so that they would need to run a tournament. But it's like, it's impossible but, for that to happen. But here's the other thing. To, they, Taiwan perhaps can assume a certain level of standard of care or living that is not, like in America, <laughs> abject <laughs> yep. poverty is real. Like it is just like, it is real. And then so we are imagining a world where we can apply a one solution to everything when we can't even apply it even in one place, really, in general. Because how is this going to be scaled up? Because here's a, a tournament, let's say a tournament happens. You have the potential if Corona is in the locker rooms, man, that everyone in that locker room <laughs> could be affected. Well, and that's then why you have a the crap idea of isolating the players doesn't make sense as a strategy. I mean, I've seen that. Right. That thing, it just because so if you're going to figure out how to isolate the players, then why don't you figure out how to get people tested in your city and your state? Right. So Pablo, on touch they- Pablo asked an interesting question, and I've thought about this. And he says, How many current players are not going to make it back to the tour because they retire? I actually don't think we're going to see a lot of that unless this goes on longer than a year. I think that people we might have expected to retire this year. I I know that a lot of us thought that we'd have like this big exit after the Olympics. I don't think that people will hang around necessarily for the Olympics, but what a lot of tennis players need, especially the older population was time to heal and they're getting that now. I think this might actually um, allow them to play a little bit longer. I actually, you know, but my, then I get in rehab yeah, my views have changed in that a little bit. I think that, I think to your point about how long it goes, first and foremost, let's talk about levels. I think there will be some players who will be forced to retire because they just have lost too much money. Yeah. So they're not getting $1,200 once like we are. Um, So there will be people for whom they've just been priced out of the sport because they've been unemployed for too long. And they're, I mean, they 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 were making money. Yeah. So it's like, they're going to be those people. That's that tier. 
Then you're looking at the top tier of um, folks who are older because it's an older person sport. The part of it is like, yes, they are actually healing, but, but the other part is that they're also not working hard. They're not training hard. They're not able to compete. That erodes the body too, right? Like I like think probably a lot of them are though, because the top level, oh, so, okay, yes and no. So if it's a lower level older person, I agree with that 100%. Top tier players, your Novaks, Rafa, Roger, Serena, Venus, they have the ability to do all the training that they want. That's we know five this. Dope. I, I know, but I'm just saying, I think that especially that group of people we thought would be gone relatively quickly. And I really think this is going to give them the opportunity to stay a little bit longer. I really do. If they I, want to, they might be comfortable not on tour for a year and go, eh, I'm done. It, well, I just, but, but you see, it's interesting. Go ahead. No, because I guess. There, we have no presidential situation like this, right? Um, maybe if, because in some ways, um, when there were world wars, you know, people were, um, athletes were still being somewhat physical mm-hmm. and they were allowed time and halfway to try to train somewhere. And the fact is that the environment and the condition while we are training with other people is potentially dangerous for athletes and whatever. There is no sharing of resources now because one of the things about this is that it almost forces us all to be selfish and self-centered, right? In order to protect ourselves, we can't necessarily share. Um, but I think the people resources. with the money already have Maybe. their own resources. That's my point. The people with but it's, yeah, but, very, but it's a very, very the thing that's tricky about tennis. It's a very, very small group. It's it not is, right. It's not, it's it, not the top one hundred, right? It's like what maybe the top fifty, maybe. But they may they may have had the re- they may have the resources to do it. But the thing about it is that whether they had the resources already, because to get those res because we don't, we don't the supply chain is completely gone. Yeah, that much so, of the resources that okay. they can probably get like JV equipment and whatever the case may be, they may not have access to buy that for themselves. I think they the already time. have it. That's what I'm saying. I don't think they need to buy anything. I think the the most elite of the athletes already had all of that in place. They're not looking to buy anything more. And if they want it, okay. they have the money to get it for sure. They will get okay. it. But you're talking like but you're talking that is 50 players. That's just that like if you have to think, about, you have to think about how much money players make. Ten the top fifty is probably gonna be comfortable. The top ten for sure. But yeah, the elite, but the elite the elite in other but sports I, is I, like 200, 300 players. The elite, the elite in tennis. I don't even think the elite is top fifty. No, I don't think the elite is top fifty. How, when, when you say 50. the elite have a team in place, the team is like maybe the top twenty. So yeah, the, I know that the solid ones. Yeah, this is also the inequality of the tour that's also going to play out. You know, so like, what does the tour look like if all of these people that don't have these resources don't come back? I mean, it's you basically decimated the tour the way that they had originally wanted, right? Because one of the things right. they wanted to do was they had wanted to eliminate all the people who could be tagged as professional players. And in a pandemic but in they, which you don't support people, <laughs> you don't have resources for folks in terms of money, because remember also people, 
some people sign contracts with their coaches, right? And so some coaches need to keep getting paid and some are not getting paid. So there are all these kind of different relationships about your team and how, how you're able to sustain them. And then you also have to think about their sponsorship. Like with the stock market, the way it is, companies are being battered left and right. How much money, how much money and time do you think you're going to have to keep paying? From those companies. Yeah. And an and athlete that's not performing at all, which was their job. Their job was to perform and be out in front of the public. Because what you need, Andre, um, what needs to happen is that if tennis is supposed to come back, uh, NFL and all these other places, they have to make sure that everyone is ready to come back at some kind of level. And it can't be that 20 men and 20 women are performing well when the field is 128. But we know that tennis doesn't take care of each other. We already know that. So it's a very well, real possibility that a lot of the tour gets wiped out because of this. There's there's a, resources, though. And, but they're and, and the resources to help. You can't even pool resources because logistically, you like you've talked about the fact that this disease has made you self-centered. It makes right. you self-centered. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's how they were used to be. So this is why I think even the top 20 who have the who had the ability to do these things, they might not have even been thinking about that because who to invest in a gym equipment in your own home requires the space and whatever the case may be. And generally, people sort of like to train together, the chemistry, you know, like the energy. So it would have been easier. That would have been, I wouldn't necessarily spend the money on gym equipment. Um, I would have gone to the local gym or like a private club gym somewhere where I can meet with several other players are like people from a certain team. So I'm not sure that I, I don't even know if tennis, the tennis is an internal account of like, if we were to say, come back tomorrow, are we in any shape ready? You know, like how, I don't know. I, I think this is, this is, I think the, I mean, the, this is what I'm saying. Like when I sat down and I heard that um, the heads of different sporting organizations were meeting with the president, which I thought was great. But then I realized that with that crew, it's going to be a limited conversation. Because they're so centered right. on themselves, right? They're so self-focused. About profits. Yeah, about like profits. Whatever, yeah, whatever, whatever it is, I know they didn't span out, right? They were like, How can we come back? And the first thing they're saying is, let's come back without fans. But how joyous is that going to be as a model ultimately? Like well, you know what? at the end of the day. Like you know who what? wants that to be the model moving forward? Like you're just gonna wait until a vaccine shows up like 18 months from now, or do you try to figure out a way to help the the society move into a direction? Because the other thing is well, the society will not return to the other the old normal. The society has to be a completely new normal. Right. And and here's the thing. <laughs> If you return without fans, if you return without fans, right? And let's in the let's hopefully we are able to fix this pandemic and have everything under control. You cannot then it shows us that those exorbitant ticket prices were a lie. That you were just trying to make money. That if you didn't, if you don't need us for a pandemic in order to go up and do your tour, whatever the case may be, you have to change that dynamic now. That well, this I price that is that you're going to be doing. I think that all of the sports organizations could probably survive on some level level for a little while without fans. It's not something that can happen 
forever going forward. I don't even think that anyone is considering that. I would hope but not because it's it not- part of the experience. And But I think it's it's a possibility. You know, Magic Johnson has been all over CNN lately. I'm, I, I don't really know why. Maybe because he lived through, you know, HIV AIDS. I don't know. But he made a, a pretty valid point. I caught a piece the other day and he was like, listen, if a basketball if basketball teams have to play each other without fans, it's going to be weird at first, but they will get used to it very quickly because this is how we all started playing. We all started playing without fans. We all started playing the pickup games at the playground. It won't be new. It'll be an adjustment. So, you know, and that really but doesn't make sense. But the thing so is, it can like, survive don't do it, though. The thing, do not do that. But here is the problem. It's dystopian to allow that to happen. I agree, but I'm saying I know I totally get it. It can work, but the thing about it is the most powerful leverage we have right now is that we're all impacted. Yep, it really is the most powerful leverage we have. And if we figure out a way to not solve this or not work to help people you will immediately end up in some sort of bizarre, like futuristic hunger games, hunger games world <laughs> where I mean, like, honestly, we will but, make those compromises and it won't be right. No, but I think we'll do, they'll but do y'all, it. But, but, but y'all are just, but you see, I don't think y'all are holding on to the whole picture. We can't have a basketball game because the players could be endangering themselves. Listen, they're they're willing to do that. that. Listen, you can do it within a constrained environment. This is what we're saying, but it's too much of a sacrifice. Listen, they're already doing it in Taiwan. They have a mini, they have, they're playing basketball right now because what it is, is they are, because they're doing extreme testing. So you'd have to test the player freaking every day. The results would have to come very quick. And you'd have to be able to control mm-hmm. the environment extremely tightly. That's a lot of resources. But if you become convinced that this is the only way you're going to move forward, they will make it happen. They can make it happen. They're employers. You know what I mean? Like you can make that, you can constrain that enough to do that. You can hold this sounds for, like a second wave for me. And we haven't even finished with the first but wave. We haven't finished with the first, but they're willing to risk it. They, right. They're and willing to the, risk it. That's the problem. That's why Andrina is saying, don't do anything. Pool your resources to fix the global problem instead of trying to fix your immediate problem of when can we play with a goddamn ball? Because what you do uh, is you, you you basically take your hand out of it. Like if you create a situation where people, because right now everybody's like, we need to be entertained. We need to be able to entertain. Like, yeah. And Yvette, you're right. The NBA is willing to pay to play and test them all. First of all, they've already tested them all when we're struggling for tests. So what you end up with is this tiered society, which we already knew we had, but you have this tiered society where athletes or certain people who've been determined to have value because of entertainment really could can go ahead and create an entire process by which you isolate players, set them in a certain arena, you're testing them constantly. I mean, I don't even know why an athlete would even sign on for that. The inhumanity of that is startling, but I can't. That's, 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 that's what I'm that's gonna be my next question. As we assume as we as the rest of society is gonna sit down and watch them <laughs> live in some pampered, isolated life. Because well, we're, we want to chair for something. We're trapped at home though, so we want entertainment. That's what they're they're assuming is that I mean, really to be oh, well, is, they're assuming is, our I need mean, to be amused and entertained is strong enough. And the way people have been, and where they going to get, would be, 
And sir, um, Mr. ATP Chairman, I'm spending my money and in these tough times if we Richard, can't work. Richard, no, we but Richard, no, Richard Marks on our on our Twitter on our chat makes a really good point. And um ATP Chairman makes the point. The biggest revenue generation comes from TV, sponsorship, and ticket sales. Mm-hmm. For right now, ticket sales are eliminated. What are the other two? Anyone, yep. you know what they're thinking. Anyone who could figure out a model to bring back live sports, that owner is thinking about their market share right now. Yep. That's and what we're thinking about. successful uh, if they uh, do I mean, it. Uh, well, I think this these might be These players have to be in, in, a power player. What? I what mean, I just want to say something. And Pablo just mentioned, and he, hello? Yeah. Oh, Pablo said that you know, this can't be done in isolation. The players have to go home, interact with their families. I don't know if they necessarily have to go home. I no, think they might enforce they might, them from not might, going home. Yeah, they might force them not to go home. So what you do is you have a contracted, but, you have a you have a you have a shortened season, and they cannot leave. Or if they leave, they they your family will have to isolate with you. Like that's the only model that works. But we, if, you're, if you're dealing with a virus that requires t- testing and mediating in that way. You can't have people leaving. Yeah, but here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Uh, good I mean? luck, people. You, good luck. You create, listen, you you keep saying good luck. These people are trying to figure it out. They're trying to figure out because they have enough mm-hmm. money and resources mm-hmm. to do it. They're like, how they, do I create a mini town? They're trying to save their company. And this is precisely this is precisely the thing that Corona is 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 this is where it gets more valid, this is, right? This is the sermon. This is, this is the teaching from God right now. We can this only is the environment in which Corona thrives, right? Yeah. Corona seems to thrive when we are doing the selfish thing, right? When we are sitting here being, oh, don't close down, leave the airport open, let's make some money, let's and talk about the economy. What did I tell you? Because- you are your brother's keeper. <laughs> Because here's, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing that you're going to have, you're going to have to find some kind of accommodation, equal accommodation for everyone, right? Which for the everyone? people you've isolated. No, the you people don't. that you've isolated. No, you don't. Why? Why? We don't oh. even have equal accommodation for everybody now. And actually, probably might even be better. Every person who has to serve, you get access to a hotel, which is part of a sponsorship that's close. Mm-hmm. But we, because first mm-hmm. of all, guess what? Hotels aren't making money. So you you basically book out all the rooms in a hotel for a set number of weeks. There's your mm-hmm. place. Then the mm-hmm. people who are cooking and feeding you, they also have to uh, have mm-hmm. to um, sh- shelter there. Like you imagine right. this is like costly, but in their evaluation, they're making no money now. So anything will be better. But, here, but okay, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. I mean, there has to be an equality in care in that hotel, right? Honey, pretending if, because here's the thing. if the cook drops down and and nobody knows about it and they replace him with another cook, how you know? Yes, that's wonderful. I know that's how they're going to. But guess what? <laughs> when the corona, right? How how are we going to sanitize the food that he just ate? That's fine. That you the throw cook, it out. This cook that just dropped down, and but yeah, this is not going to work. This is well, not going to work. I mean, you, you, you say. I mean, you, you know what the thing is? What I want you to say. I admire them for trying. You see how this chain breaks down? You think it breaks down, but you don't understand. It's a recipe for di- disaster in the name of profits. But do we not think that these people are going to try it, it first? Aren't they going to try it first? Yes, they are. Because here's, here's the best part about it. That hotel, it's like, oh, let's make even more money. 
So I'm gonna skimp on the cleaning. I'm going and this is this is, I mean this it's is a, where it's it breaks. It's a crazy I mean, model, but just imagine, right? That one person, that one player, right? Because you're going to have the potential of an entire team. And in basketball, there's only about 10 of them or whatever the case, I mean, that much. But imagine a whole football team running up and down, huffing and puffing. You, listen, and listen. This football, is, football, football players get hurt on the field and we still participate and love it. They deny even the fact that there is such a thing as what is that disease that's hitting them in the head? They deny yes. the existence of that. You think people won't look at these players being damaged and still want the entertainment? That's right. Have we not? I mean, this is the thing that's really sad, but it's like, and I, even, want it. I know, but even, I to, won't Pablo, want it, but it's even to Pablo's point about the supply chain breaking down, think about how people pick up and craft and shape events. Like even like I mean I, we've used this example before Labor Cup. Labor Cup does it. What you have to imagine is you, you have to imagine that this is a constraint. You, these people's goal is just to have live sports on TV. They didn't say the same model as what would happen pre-corona. They're saying live sports okay. sell advertising dollars okay. and make that's a fine. Cash. That's fine. But it, how are they gonna get past this by the the local? I mean, I guess they can bribe the local, the, the particularly yeah. municipalities and local government to... for whatever the case is. Why why wouldn't they agree to that? Mm. Why wouldn't the local Real. municipality agree to that? Because, if they're because, because how because money? how can how can how can these people allow said tournament a, a roving moving tournament? It's not right? roving because not tournament roving. will be moving. It's not roving. This is what I'm saying. It's going to stay in one place. It stays in one place. Just like how people wanted to do to host the Olympics in one spot. Okay. And you just go back. This is the idea. This is the idea they've been floating with baseball. You take a place and you essentially construct an experience. Just like how we went. Listen, we went to Labor Cup. That was a basically a dome. They built stands. They built food stands. Right next door were hotels. Everything okay. can be constructed okay. right around there. If someone is desperate enough to make money, and they already have the, the construction, though. You know, Super Bowl. Think about the Super Bowl. Think about how people manage These the Super Bowl. Are already, they're already there. They exist. Villages and whatnot. They're already there. You just have to get everybody to go. Okay. I think yeah. we have to stop wondering whether or not if it's right because we know it's not right. It isn't a matter of right or wrong. I'm not, like, I know. It sounds it's like a matter of. I know. It sounds like I'm defending it. I know Pablo's like, Andrean, you sound like Anne Rand. I'm not saying that. Well, what I'm saying is look at the sacrifices we are making. We are letting, we are letting store folks that work at, in stores make no money. That poor woman who died $20.74. We let people die every day simply so that the country can feel comfortable going to the grocery store. You think a team that is looking at their money dwindling from lack of revenue from advertising is not trying to figure out how they can, the, the chase is on for who can get the best live sports now. That's the, I mean, that's it. It's that's not about it. safety. It's not about anybody's health. It's about okay. money. I don't know any of the, I, I, I don't know any of this, but I'm just simply healthy. saying that whatever recipe you cook up with, you're right. And, and reels, you're right. It is ultimately self-defeating, but what have we learned about, how do how, how do how do we learn that at least humanity? How do we learn? We first have to attempt the self-defeating thing, right? 
Like they they cannot imagine no sports for the rest of the year. So they are going to try their his- to make it happen. And it will lead to a rise in virus, right? Like it, it can't help but somebody's gonna break a rule. Somebody's gonna sneak mm-hmm. out. Somebody's gonna do something. You can't help but, it. But here, here, here's the best part. Here's the interesting thing about corona and as opposed to why corona is kind of different, is that you see, before I as the CEO didn't have to put my body on the line, right? I just let these people do that, right? Capitalism is rootless. It's it, it's 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 afforded genocide. It's afforded slavery. Capitalism would do anything in the name of profit over people. Sure. But when we talk about people, people have always been a certain sect of the population. Sure. Corona doesn't care. But what does that mean for this? Group? Corona attacks everyone. So while they are having their NFL or whatever tennis or whatever the case may be, Corona can affect everybody, including what them. What does that mean? Who, what so does I'm just simply mean? saying that it, it not only is itself feeding i don't know why i would want to make profits and i can't live hold on to the profit but what what, what profit? So athletes are signing up to get their brain bashed in every day hoping that they're going to be the one to survive boys i'm not just talking about athletes because, because, <laughs> yeah, i mean yeah, boys because someone... ran around and shook people's hand to prove that there was no such thing there are certain people who actually don't buy into I work with one of them that doesn't buy into the fact that this is real. I work with a doctor every single day that tries to go around all of the governing bodies of my hospital to bring patients in every single day, a physician. There's always going to be somebody who's willing to risk it all in the name of money. I mean, you're right. The thing that's going to happen is somebody's going to devastate their sports team. And God forbid, and some young and devastate old. them too because they can catch corona. I because mean, in have, the past, have you seen the people? Reels, we know we can catch corona. Have you seen people outside jogging still? Every day, <laughs> like, and you know what we're learning about that? They're not those coming people, in contact with anyone per se, though. I mean, yeah, they're taking this. Who, uh-uh, those we're, we're slowly learning that those people who are out jogging and sweating and running past other people are actually able to spread it more into the air than the person just walking and breathing because their sweat particles are falling off. So, I mean, just it, it's there's so much that we still have to learn, and we are going to fail on so many levels before we get it if we ever truly get it that's what's going to happen we're going to keep trying all of these new different ways about how let's try this let's try that maybe we can do it this way and it's not going to work it's not going to work it's not going to work i do believe we will reach a time that it is under control but how many people are we going to lose in the process to get there because people are just flat out selfish period. It's all about being selfish. We do not think with a collective consciousness in this world, let alone this country. We do not. And also because, you know what, to be honest, a lot of and people are also trapped is into the a model. perfect environment for now. But, but think about it. There are also people who What's are that? trapped in the model. There are also people who are trapped in this model. Think about the first thing people are going to say is we don't have any games. We're going to have to let go of our workers. And the moment people start saying that, you're going to be like, oh, no, no, we have to figure out. Because that's the part of this model that actually is going to, because, you know, right now people are donating their salaries to keep stadium workers employed and to give, but there's going to come a time where people are going to say that's no longer sustainable. And, And people are going to make those kinds of choices and, or you're going to offer those choices up to people, which is scary, but 
Like, you know, like you, you, need, you need a vision. You need a vision of like, you're right. You need someone with a unifying vision, which was how we started out the sermon that the ATP had a unifying vision with the AWTA and all the different tennis bodies. But the no, problem is that ATP have a unifying vision for itself. <laughs> no, but I mean, so, it, but it requires a unified vision that the global leaders are taking. Have you seen that, Mark, yet? Nope. No. So we're going to pray about it. What we're going to yeah. do is we're going to ask the congregation to come <laughs> forward. We're going to make an exception today. You do not yet need to be saved to take part <laughs> in our there. communion. You do not. It is time, everybody. Oh, you want, you want to have, yeah. <laughs> Are we going to let people come on and have a word and say how they feel? Put the, link, put the link oh, in the comments while we do, while we, no, we got time. While we do, while we take our communion of Powerade and bananas, <laughs> I would like Reels, please post the link to come on live into the chat. Um, if you can DM me. Just post it. So you can direct DM me on Twitter if you can. I'll put it in the comment section put because I don't want, you know, section. I don't want anybody to bomb us like, you know, like the dudes. You, you have to let them in. Put it in the comment section. Okay. You better stress right. that bit. There it is. I'm Anybody the gatekeeper. It is time to come forward. Get your communion. Confess your sins. Give us your testimony. Pray together. It yep. is time. Real tennis fans. Pablo, please come on your knees. <laughs> we have wine and it's being given out by Ben here. So, <laughs> Jazz, so Deacon Deb God. is here. Jazz, Jazz, Hello, Deb. How are you? Hey, forgive my, I don't think I pulled my hair in about five days, so. <laughs> Welcome hey to the guys. world. Hey, Deb. How are you doing? Hey. <laughs> what do you want to? How's the world of social isolation? Hey. How y'all? How's everybody? We're good. What is your We're good alive. word today? What's the good word today, Deacon Deb? I just want to say. I, I'm, I just want to say you all are you all are, you all are preaching gospel. You all are preaching the gospel, and you don't give shame the devil of the devil of capitalism. I know. Mute yourself, Deb, so we can hear you. No, mute mute your computer. So no, mute your computer. Uh, mute 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 your 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 sound. Turn on your sound, and then you speak. It'll be easier. Right. Unmute your mic, Deb. Unmute your mic. Uh, there we go. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah much better. No more echo. Right. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> what, what is what is the the word of wisdom from Deacon Deb that you would like to offer after you unmute your mic again? We need to hear what this woman is so full of knowledge. If you have never heard her speak, settle down and buckle up, folks. But <laughs> your mic is still muted. Unmute the mic, baby girl. Unmute the mic. Yeah, yes. There we go. But please, yeah, we can please share us. Some Deb wisdom. Give us some Deb wisdom. What have you been observing, Deb, about tennis? Start speaking. Well, one of the things that I've been observing is that um, 
everyone seems in such a hurry to get this thing back on the road, but I don't know how they're going to do it with a global sport like tennis. I just, I just can't see it. Um, and all you need is one, one missing, one link that kind of sets everything off. So, but I just wanted to listen to you guys. You're doing an awesome job. Great. <laughs> You look lovely. Happy Easter. <laughs> Enjoy your hat, Deb. <laughs> your glove, your glove, Deb. I know. I see your glove, Deb. We should have asked everyone to find their Easter hat that they were going to wear out. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody from people, else that needs to come and testify today? <laughs> come oh, on, day, Deb. Thanks for coming on. Do not be shy. Click the link. <laughs> Click the link. Do not be a Maria. Wait. Click the link and come. You also don't have to be on camera, so you're good. Right, you just <laughs> you don't have to be on camera. Off. You can yeah. turn the camera off. Come on, Pablo. Where are you at? Jasmine, Tony, Maya. You so bet. the other thing you is. Like well, while you guys are go while we are looking and waiting for folks to come, what have you guys been doing tennis wise? Are you are you um what have you been tracking? What's keeping you excited about tennis right now? I'll be you know, honest. Let me tell you, I'm not doing much. Huh? What are you doing? So every time I pick up my phone, I almost have the urge to click on my tennis. Which matches are being played now? And I was like, oops, there's no tennis. There's, there's no <laughs> tennis. There's a there's no future matches to come up. There's nothing to plan in my schedule. Like, there's no tennis. Dima, tennis is not back on. But tennis is trying to be back on. So I've actually today considered deleting my ATP app, ATP WTA app. You deleted it? I was oh, about to do that to get so, so for the Federer fans on the timeline, I've been I'm I'm actually participating in the Federer tennis kit um draw. <laughs> Oh, are you? I saw that. I am not participating. But I I'm voting that. for those kids. One observation, which I made online, Federer's kits were really loose. Thank God. The, the 80s and the 90s of loose clothing, absolutely not. Um, those kids are really bad. <laughs> but you know what? You didn't notice then. Then no, you I'm just like but now. Now they're like right? now every. You know what? Federer dressed like Andy Roddick. I was like, why is everybody so like? Why is Eric so roomy? <laughs> <laughs> so you know what I'm living for right now? The um the daily so and so and so and so are now live together on Instagram. Like. Dan Pavrinka and Benoit Paris seem to do it a lot. I have no idea what they're saying because they're speaking French, but it just looks fun. It just looks so fun. And then Sveta was live, and I was so excited that I was just like, I was at my desk at work, and I just stopped everything and turned it on. I'm like, yeah, screw this. Let's watch Sveta. And so that's been fun, and I, we get to see, like, the, you know, more personable side of players because, listen, they're bored, too. They are bored. So I'm I'm enjoying the Yeah, I'm enjoying the random notifications that I get that a player is live on Instagram. I will totally jump in. <laughs> That's super cool. And um how has I have been, been watching Go ahead. You've been watching what? I watched um Anna Konnikova and Venus oh, play for the finals <laughs> in Miami. And <laughs> I forgot how young those players were competing for big titles. They were, at the time, Venus was 17 and Anna Konnikova was 16. And yeah. it wasn't interesting. And, you know, 
Um, I have to say that we didn't have a ladies draw, whatever. We're gonna but do my it. My number in Rome. one. You're in Rome. Okay. Girl, ain't gonna be no. I mean, during the Rome week. During the Rome week. I mean, if it's one place, if it's one place, we're not gonna be allowed to be at all. It's Rome, like, like during the Rome tournament. Right. Well, we'll and have our own. But yeah, so that was the. Um, it was interesting watching some of those old matches. Watching, um, well, I guess I watch YouTube, and YouTube keep putting out. Apparently, um, tournaments are putting them out just the same. Yep. They're putting out the full matches. I think someone observed that um, how really disgusting it is that we've been having the same set of commentators for over 20 years. I know. The narrative is all the same. And it's well, just it really, really... It must be funny to go back, though, and like check those narratives like 20 years later. <laughs> oh, we could do a I whole thing been, on that, couldn't we? I've been just checking the... Um, I know people have Serena watch party and whatever, but I've been checking because, you know, the, those are fans that where tennis was invented in 2011. Stop but, you know, the real now. fans, the real fans, we know that the matches which had the spice and the, the vigor, the vibe was in the early 2000s, right? When you had the Hengist and the Capriati and the Lindsay and well, the Mary. They did the Capriati Serena um, final in Miami, right? Recently. They play, replayed that, I think, on oh, yeah. A better I mean, one would be Venus versus um, Capriati. No, that was a bop. <laughs> that was a bop. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell y'all something. While Capriati was giving Serena literally diarrhea, Venus was holding it down for the Williams gang. <laughs> and brother Tony is here. Who's here? Hey Tony. Tony. Hey Tony. Hey guys. How are you? Oh, I'm just loving this quarantine sermon today. I appreciate all your uh all your preachings. <laughs> Bless you, Tony. Bless you. And my good word is I now's the time to rewatch the only matches that mattered. So I go back through and every other match uh, that uh, was a loss uh, no longer counts. So it's, it's, <laughs> it's perfect. It's actually what I did before quarantine. So I guess <laughs> you're living your best life. Nothing has changed. I mean, to me, tennis stopped in 2017. So uh, I've been doing this for two years. <laughs> <laughs> you basically lost brain power right now because you've done even you've, you've eliminated yeah, so yeah. much from your head. I, mean, I hope Serena stands would finally acknowledge the, the gifts Venus was out here giving y'all. The many gifts because they're all on YouTube now for display. They're all there. Okay, I, I mean, the, gifts is an interesting way to word that. But uh, um, <laughs> Tony, did you watch the 2008 Wimbledon? <laughs> Today, I, I watched some of that. <laughs> <laughs> I watched enough of that. I get that today. This is not yours, but there's some. Well, I mean, that's a really solid match, though. That's a really solid. That's got to be one of their top matches. Um, where well, obviously Venus comes out on top, but like, still got to be one of their better played matches because sometimes the skill level is always a little bit off. Somebody was have a higher tier, da da da. But I felt like both. Right. Of them at really at the same peak at that moment, no? Tony, have you um, added, Tony, have defense, you added your uh, uh, shrine during this time? Um, I I have actually I got a gift from another podcast. Um, 
that I added to it, but um, what was that? That shall remain nameless. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> So petty. So petty. Well, I, I'm st- I don't get any gifts from this one, so I have to get the ones. <laughs> what the hell do you mean? You know, you know, you know, calendar, you know? Get him out of here! Get him out! Get him out! All the okay, love you guys. <laughs> that is, I, I looked at the McEnroe. Oh, so Richard Marks, you looked at the McEnroe Connors and Berg matches of the '70s and the '80s. Oh my gosh, should we go back that far? Oh God! Mm. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. I, I don't actually, like any No, but you know what? I wouldn't mind looking back at some of those early, like '90s, '80s, '90s, like U.S. Open night matches. Those are pretty good. If I tell you guys that I have started watching old matches, you know we're in a really bad place. I know because you don't rewatch old matches. I do not watch old matches. <laughs> that's why she's watching Meta. That's why, that's why I want. Well, hey, did you see Venus and Grigor though? I mean, like she's trying to get him to get naked. I'm here for it. <laughs> and you know what? He did it. I mean, he didn't get naked, but she kept asking, "Let me see your abs. Come on, Grigor." <laughs> oh, did, you see? did you notice oh. that they were very, very good though? They had good chemistry. Um, they were amazing, and he did it. He totally did it. <laughs> Let me. She's been watching the Federer Volley Challenge. Have you seen any of that? I didn't see Federer do his. If he did one, I don't even know, but apparently he started it. I yep. did see, again, on Instagram, yeah. uh, 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 what's his name? Sergei Stahovsky. And I don't know, was that his wife with him? Whoever was with him seemed to be a better right. volleyer. Oh, that, no, that's the, that's the Andy Murray Challenge. The Andy Murray Challenge was the one where he was trying to get you to do it. Federer's one was the oh. Janina Challenge, where it was just by yourself. Yeah. Oh, well, oh, that's the one. Okay, so all right, fine. They're both volley challenges, yeah. but no, 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 they're great. That it's was just his that wife, Janina. That was his wife. Well, I felt like she had much more control. Yes. Of <laughs> I mean, he's an ATP. He's an ATP tennis player. I mean, like as I think Tamani <laughs> Carol mentioned, I said I've seen more volume in the last two weeks right. than I've seen in the in the tour for the last three years. Yeah, I mean, but he is a servant um, volleyer. Um, I kind of so- like I like the little challenges that they've been doing. I mean, it's it That's is fun. kind of nice to see some of the players. I'm I haven't been tuning into the Stan and um, Benoit pair um, sex fest <laughs> or inappropriate. Mm. Fest. Oh, you should. You should. It, 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 it's in inappropriate. French? I mean, yeah, they're speaking in French, and luckily I understand. But I think at some, I think somewhere, someone um, sometimes translates some of it. Um, I know in the conversation about, and you know, the part that's really, I find surprising, it's Stan here trying to tell people to spill secret boo. You're supposed to be like, Mm-mm, we, there's certain conversations we're not having out here. He's like, so yeah. did you, you have sex? You think they don't talk about sex stuff ahead of time? You think oh, they I miss that. Like, mm, I don't know about that. Um, Coco has been quite cute. Coco's been very cute. Wow. Oh my God. Richard is bringing us to the classic. You're trying to watch Pam try to take down Chrissy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> right, is anybody else coming so on? Otherwise, we need to wrap this sermon up. Anybody oh, else want to say hi? Oh, uh, Maya says she's got to run. She's doing a peach cobbler coming out. Happy Easter. Thank Happy you. Easter. 
No, that's awesome. Maya, the UPS, the, the USPS is still working, Maya. So, you know, mail me. Oh, I have to ask, <laughs> wait, I have to ask her. Um, I saw an ad on my LinkedIn from the ATP. They did like a United ATP thing. Did anyone watch that? I guess it was like a Zoom call or some sort of a Zoom event with a bunch of players. Is that what that was? Mm-hmm. Um, the United ATP, something along those lines, or United Tennis. I yeah, can't... but I think the Bethany Maddox Sands. <laughs> no, that was separate. The that's best. Nice that's no, the Bethany Maddox Sands is one thing, but on my um on my LinkedIn today, it looks like they shared the ATP shared a video that's part of their new brand thing. So I was like, oh, I might be missing, I might be missing some programming. But when I went online, nobody was talking about it, so I thought I might. <laughs> Oh, no, it was episode Andy one. Roddick oh. has been making stuff of it. No, it's called Tennis United episode one. And it's um and it's basically like a massive um it's like a massive uh like zoom call with a bunch of different players' faces oh. on the screen. Huh. Yeah, like I see. Yeah, I don't think it's that's not the one with um Bethany, it's something else. So yeah, I will share it. I will share. I'll I'll get a copy of it and share it to you all. Share that so we can all praise it up. <laughs> no, all right, kid. So thank you all for coming in. This was quite lovely. Is there anyone else? And you know, all you shy folks will make this a thing. After what it's on Instagram. It was twenty minutes hosted by Vaslik and Magic Sense. I think we're talking about something else. Oh yeah, that was um, but there was separate- want, yeah. This one, Tennis United, is like a little program. I just sent it via DM to you guys. So if you wanted to put it in the chat, real. Um, okay. I'm not logged in. Oh. Um, yeah, put it in the chat so someone can see it. The yeah, I saw the. It was 20 minutes with um, Vasek and who was it? They did um, Felix and this is the same thing they're talking about. This is it. Is that what it was? The Tennis United episode one? Huh. All right. Mm-hmm. Seeing all the players. Yeah, because I, I'm sure I see. We'll have to check that Definitely out. I mean, yeah, we'll have oh, to. Oh, and Freder apparently hosted some Wimbledon, voiced over some Wimbledon thing. Oh, yeah. It was really nice. It oh. was actually, I have to say, you know what? Like, I wasn't really in my feelings with the cancellation of Wimbledon because, weirdly enough, my plan was actually to go to the French Open this year. Um, which, by the way, they haven't canceled the fight yet, so we'll see. Um, <laughs> but, no, so... I was kind of because I'd prepared myself for Wimbledon to be canceled, but then Federer's voiceover, where he does the like, you know, Wimbledon is going to come back next year. Cheer, you know, we cheer for you now. Oh my God. It totally got me a little bit like, oh my God. I got a little bit for Clem, to be honest. I was like, oh wow, this is, this is like the end of an era. Like we assume these nope. things come back, but you just never know. As real as no idea. <laughs> you never know. But you know, Everyone wants to say, but you know what? You know what? I, I hear it. You know, I am. I come across the doom and gloom. So, uh, not uh, enough. You're like, like I'm the yeah. one that's like, it's gonna be Hunger Games, and you're like, no, they'll never. <laughs> <laughs> Deb did the oh, oh, yeah. See, Deb, I know. Oh, it, it got me all in my. I, I mean, live Hunger Games. At, uh, uh oh! But anyway, thank you for show. coming, folks. We will be happy. <laughs> right, and I don't want to stay too long. Janina has supposed to be Easter dinner with her family. I don't know why she has to sing. Oh no, no, we're like, good. We're good. Time we're to good. Get rid of you know what? Stop being a little brat. <laughs> we're not going to have any of that crap. Do you understand? <laughs> Cut the shit. 
You're oh, always trying to blame everything on me and my family. Oh, We're gonna, no. you know what? Can we get real as a family? Anyone oh, want to volunteer? Oh, we, God, no, we, no, we, no. We, we should have played Federer out. We should have played Federer's Wimbledon message out. That would have been. Where is it? I'll play oh. it. <laughs> yeah. That was lovely. Um, so we can all you know, have folks, this, this is an open invitation. This was supposed to be an hour podcast, but apparently, you know what? You know how we like to discuss real and pertinent issues. Exactly. No, well, that was a real <laughs> sermon. We were preaching. Um, we were tag team preaching with Janina. Woohoo! Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're always in trouble. We're always in trouble when Janina brings notes. <laughs> I will say, um, I think I do think it's interesting to read that wonderful fantasy piece by the new ATP chairperson. Let's imagine a future where this has one single platform as Janina says. <laughs> Can you imagine how amazing well, I, I that would be, though? I mean, seriously, it would be pretty freaking awesome. And one freaking app. They already have YouTube, though. They have YouTube, so. <laughs> okay, so listen, kids. God bless you all. Thank you for joining us at this service. We hope to see you back here. Okay? watched through multiple types of screen at all hours of the day and night descended from afar even cued my how you have cued <laughs> this summer sadly we must come together by staying apart no tents will be pitched no records broken no trophies engraved but as we say, thank you for your passion and support. We remind ourselves that countless champions will be crowned. Mm. As frontline workers across the globe compete for us, we cheer for them. For now, we play suspended. We are united in hope mm. that tomorrow will be better than today. Good night. Aww. I had feelings. Y'all know, no feelings at all. But I know. <laughs> Tony, you're so right. <laughs> Give us this copy. Yeah. And if you want, if you and the coach fans, you can always make suggestions. Um, I see you, Simwa. I see you, Afua, Richard. Yeah, you know what? Oddly enough, during this time at home, I have not been watching like you know true crime drama. I guess because I'm living in one of those basically now. Oh, like I will. Mention, hell. I will mention a book that I'm reading, and I'm like eager for other people to read it so that I can talk about it. And it's horrible because I've ignored it for a very long time. It's Harry Potter. No, I'm reading the Parable <laughs> of the Sower. It's like perfectly dystopian. Um, Octavia Butler. So if you've read so it, it's like um, Ken Follett. No, Octavia Butler. Yeah, Octavia Butler, Parable of the I saw, right. I saw so, that you were reading that, so I did request it from my library. I will read yay! it with you. I, I'm actually, I'm like... Um, You're I'm, probably done. No, no, no. I just started it this morning, but I'm 60% of the way in because that's really, really, it's really gripping. Oh, so, shit. Tony says, let's do a Harry Potter podcast. <laughs> Listen, honest, honestly, Reels and I have been talking about it like for a couple of years. Do it. Do you want it? Do you guys want it? Would yep. you participate? I know Andreen is so not in on it. That's okay. 
But yeah, right. Deb, will, Deb will do. Oh, we want to do a book. Oh, Pablo says, how about a book club podcast? We will do it. So okay, you, we've got plenty of time. The first one you will do is Harry Potter. And Deb is going to come on and co-host it with you all. Perfect. Deb, I'm volunteering you. Okay. Tony, you want in? Tony just finished all of them as well. So yeah, let's do it. Let, we'll plan it. Deb, we will reach out to you and we are going to do our first Harry Potter podcast. Okay, can you go now? Bye. Yes. Bye. Expelliamos. Expelliamos. <laughs> Goodbye, folks. <laughs>